0: Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Have you ever wondered what it would have been like for Mary to receive her first Holy Communion? the Blessed Virgin Mary receiving the Eucharist for the very first time. Imagine what that experience would have been for her, her unique experience of the Eucharist, because think about who she is. She is the mother of Jesus. She carried in her womb for nine months, Jesus, the very body and blood of Jesus in her womb. And then sometime after her son's death and resurrection, Sometime one of the apostles offers mass. We don't know where this would have taken place, when it would have been exactly, but just just picture Mary at that liturgy approaching to receive communion for the very first time. That same body and blood of Jesus sacramentally being made present to her, entering into her. What a profound mystery that would have been. Have you ever thought about that? I've never thought about that. I I did my doctoral studies in Rome and never pondered this all through my graduate studies in theology. It wasn't until I read something from one of my heroes that I want to share with you today, St. John Paul II. St. John Paul II, the great mystic, he once contemplated that experience of Mary's first Holy Communion I wrote a little reflection about this. I think about JP2, you know, he's he was such a Marian Pope, had such a love and devotion to our Lady, but he also was so devoted to the Eucharist. And and so he he puts these two devotions together, these two mysteries together and contemplates Mary's first Holy Communion. And it's that reflection of JP2 that I want to share with you and unpack in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host Edward 3 and it has been a big couple of weeks in the three household. A lot of changes, a lot of firsts. Uh, my little daughter Eleanor started kindergarten this week, so it's so fun. She's all dressed up and and ready to go. So she's been uh, she's been in school. My next daughter, my seven year old Kiara, she started her first soccer team. She's been wanting to be on a soccer team for so long, and finally we were able to pull it off. And and guess who her coach is. Yep, I've come out of retirement. I've coached many of my kids in the in the throughout the years, and I've come out of coaching retirement with a bunch of friends, and we're all got our seven and eight year old daughters together for a little girls' soccer team. So you could pray for us. We've only had a couple practices. Our first game is this this upcoming week, and and most of these girls have never played soccer before, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, but you can pray for us in that adventure. My older son Carl, he uh, he started high school this week, and I asked prayers from you all for my eldest son Paul who just started college in the last two weeks as well. So a lot of, lot of shifts, a lot of changes in the three households. It's always a busy time. I'm always surprised how busy August is. But we are in September now, so things are starting to settle down. And this is the week in which the Church celebrates Mary's birthday, the Nativity of Our Lady. So it's a great time for us to contemplate one of these mysteries related to Mary. And as we've been thinking in the recent few episodes about the mystery of Holy Communion, I thought this would be a nice way to, to tie a bow on all this by reflecting on Mary's first Holy Communion and this wonderful reflection that John Paul II offered way back in 2000, I believe it was 2000, 2004, 2005, shortly before he passed away. Let me, let me put you into the context. First of all, JP2, as he's reflecting on this connection between Mary carrying Jesus in her womb and, and us receiving communion, he, he, he invites us to ponder how we become like Mary, in a sense, every time we receive the Eucharist. He said, quote, Mary lived her Eucharistic faith even before the institution of the Eucharist by the very fact that she offered her virginal womb for the Incarnation of God's Word." So in a sense, if you think about Mary and her fiat, her initial yes to God, where she agrees to be the mother of God, the mother of the Holy Son of God, she, she offers her womb for the Incarnation to take place. So the eternal Word, the eternal Son, is going to take on human flesh within her. And so for those nine months of that pregnancy, Mary, has the body and blood of Jesus within her. And that's just great to think for us to ponder because when we go to Holy Communion, we're, we're kind of becoming like Mary in a sense. You know, uh, Mary carried the body and blood of Christ in her womb for for nine months, and we're going to carry the body and blood of Christ within us sacramentally for you know the, the, those moments when we come back to our pew and we're, we're doing our thanksgiving, we are united with Jesus in this profound way. Listen to what St. John Paul II said about this mystery. He said, At the Annunciation, Mary conceived the Son of God in the physical reality of His body and blood, thus anticipating within herself what to some degree happens sacramentally in every believer who receives under the signs of bread and wine, the Lord's body and blood. So, this is the first foundational point. I want to make sure we're catching this. JP two is trying to bring us into the mystery of being Mary, uh, and and imagine being Mary and having the Holy Son of God dwelling within you. Your 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 Creator dwelling within you. Your 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 Savior <laughs> dwelling within you. I mean, just just how awe-inspiring that would be. What a profound mystery that is. You know, I, I think about, you know, moms when they have a baby in her womb. And, you know, I, I remember Beth would often say, oh, the baby's kicking right now. And I put my hand on her belly and I'd feel the little kicks. You know, it's so exciting when you're making contact with the baby that way. But imagine Mary, if she's got little kicks in her womb. These, this isn't just from any ordinary child. This is from her God her Creator. These are divine kicks, <laughs> so she'd be really attentive, I'm sure, so reverently you know, devoted to this particular child. Every mother is this way, but especially Mary knowing the precious child that she's carrying within her, the divine Son of God dwelling within her. Well, John Paul II wants us to think about this because we become like Mary through the sacrament of Holy Communion, the sacrament of the Eucharist, when we go to Mass and we go back to our pew after we having received the Eucharist, that same Jesus that was dwelling in Mary's womb, that same Jesus is dwelling in you and in me sacramentally under the appearances of bread and wine. But it's the same body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ is, is right there within us. And so I, I just think of how attentive we should be in those moments, just as Mary was so ardently devoted to that baby within her, that divine child within her, uh, just just picture how how lovingly attentive she was in those nine months throughout her pregnancy, to the Son of God dwelling within her womb. We should have that same heartfelt devotion. Just imagine being Mary. I think it's a wonderful thing to do. By the way, when you when you come back and you receive Holy Communion, to say a Hail Mary to think about Mary in those moments, because we become like Mary. <laughs> well, John Paul II then goes on. Right there, that's enough. That, that's a lot to chew on. That's a lot to ponder, to reflect on, to give thanks to the Lord for. Uh, but, but John Paul II doesn't stop there. He goes on and then considers how Mary would have felt when she first heard about the Eucharist. You know, when did she first hear about the Eucharist again? We don't know when, but we know that, you know, the apostles were there at the Last Supper, and so she presumably would have heard about what happened from Peter or John or, you know, one of the other apostles there. Like, what happened at that Last Supper? And listen to what John Paul II says. He says, quote, What must Mary have felt when she heard from the mouth of Peter, John, James, and the other apostles the words spoken at the Last Supper? This is my body, which is given for you. And then he goes on, GP2 goes on to reflect. The body given up for us and made present under sacramental signs was the same body which she had conceived in her womb. So just imagine, you know, for Mary, just how, just in awe she would have been hearing. So Jesus took bread and he said, this is my body. And then he said, this this, is this my body offered for you. And and, and he, he took the chalice and said, this is my blood, which is going to be poured out for the forgiveness of sins. For Read that line again. I'm going to read that again here. John Paul II says, The body given up for us and made present under sacramental signs was the same body which she had conceived in her womb. So imagine Mary with a mother's heart hearing this. I mean, she knows all that happened on Good Friday, but hearing that Jesus there that night before said that he was offering up his body, offering up his blood for us, for the forgiveness of sins. And and for her to hear those words about the body and blood, she knows that that that, that very body and blood was dwelling within her. She conceived of that body in her own womb. And then here, now now, if you don't remember anything else from what we do in today's podcast, give me your fullest attention right now. I remember reading this line for the first time and uh, and really, I think, I uh, coming to tears. I know many other times when I've taught this in class, just so moved by what John Paul II says here. Then John Paul, what he's going to do is beautifully draw out the unique meaning Holy Communion would have had for Mary. For when Mary would go receive the Eucharist. Every time she went to Mass, every Holy Communion, what would that have meant for her? Listen to JP2. He says, quote, for Mary receiving the Eucharist must have somehow meant welcoming once more into her womb, that heart, which had beat in unison with hers. Wow. <laughs> that That's just, just amazing. You know, that Mary, you Mary know, loves her son so much. She was there with him at Calvary when he died. She saw him in his resurrection. There's a tradition that Mary was the first one Jesus appeared to uh, on Easter, and that seems very likely. GP2 believes that. And, and so he she rejoices in his rising from the dead. She presumably was with him multiple times during those 40 days before he ascended into heaven. But then picture Jesus ascends to heaven. And then Mary, sometime after the Ascension, goes to Mass, and she receives the Eucharist, the body and blood. Think about what that would have meant for the mother of Jesus. Let me read that line again. For Mary, this is JB2, for Mary receiving the Eucharist must have somehow meant welcoming once more into her womb that heart which had beat in unison with hers. What a joy. It would have been for Mary to have her son dwelling within her again, like this. You know, just imagine the the loving attention Mary would have given at every holy communion because of what holy communion would have meant uniquely for her. That heart which had beaten unison with hers in her womb for those nine months of her pregnancy, that sacred heart of Jesus is is present to her in this unique way. The very body and blood of our Lord dwelling within her again. How beautiful! How beautiful that would have that would have been for Mary each time. I, I think JP two gives us this reflection because he wants us to approach every Holy Communion with that same love and devotion that Mary would have had. You can just imagine how attentive Mary would have been at every Communion. I'm sure she wasn't looking at her watch if if she had a watch. They didn't have watches back then, but if she did, you know checking what time it is is, is mass almost over <laughs> i'm sure she wouldn't be pulling out her phone if they had phones back then you know to check the score of her favorite game or you know or you know worrying about you know will there be enough donuts left after mass you know we we had mass this week and 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 we ran it was a crisis we they ran out of donuts and so some of some of some of us in the three family didn't get a donut this week oh no a great crisis <laughs> No, 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 who cares about the donut or the game or your messages or whatever when you've got Jesus dwelling within you? But but imagine Mary, though, for Mary, just how attentive she was, how much she would have been pouring her heart out in those moments after Holy Communion, telling her son Jesus how much she loves him, how thankful she is for him, giving him all praise and honor, pouring out in intercession, praying for all the apostles, probably praying for all the church, you know, praying for all disciples who were to come in the future. You know, she she probably was praying for you and me without knowing us at that time, but praying for all those who had come to know the Lord. How beautiful every moment of communion would have been for her. Let her be an inspiration for us so that every holy communion, we may pour out our hearts. And give Jesus our fullest attention, our fullest love, our, our, our heartfelt intercessions for others. When Jesus is so closely dwelling within us, may we be like Mary. May our hearts beat evermore in unison with Christ through every holy communion. In other words, may our hearts be fully united to Him and to His will and His plan for our lives. May every communion bear that fruit in our lives so if you want to learn more about saint john paul ii and his wonderful reflection on mary's first communion you want to learn about the mystery of the mass and all the different parts of the mass the biblical background well check out my my new 10 10th anniversary edition of a biblical walk through the mass that just came out this summer here with ascension press we will put it in the show notes again a biblical walk through the mass everything i've been sharing with you today about mary's first communion is all in this book here A Biblical Walk Through the Mass. You can check that out. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions, reach out to me anytime, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or on my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. God bless.